It's decision day for Trenton Flowers. Could North Carolina add a fifth member to its 2024 class? You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Friday, March 17th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us on today's episode, which is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked on Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. Hey, I am coming to you from a hotel room in Memphis, Tennessee, so it looks very different than you're used to. Trying to find this background, if you're watching, is not centered behind me and it's driving me crazy, but whatever. It's Friday, so we've got our heels of the week. Today's bad heel of the week is none other than yours truly. I need to offer an apology. We honor Leaky Black and Pete Nance today. We look ahead to Saturday's NCAA tournament game for the Lady Heels. But first, some recruiting conversations surrounding Trenton Flowers. It is his decision day today. He is committing at 530 Eastern time on the 247 247 Sports YouTube channel. Page Flowers, we've we've discussed him before, but let me just remind you, he is a five-star small forward in the class of 24. He's ranked 20th by the 247 Composite, which compiles several uh, different recruiting services together. He's 6'8", 210. He lists his final six as Alabama, Arkansas, Creighton, Kansas, Louisville, and North Carolina. And it's this kind of weird thing where it's always fluid with these schools, right? Like we'll hear a top six or five or 18 named, and then it's kind of fluid. So for example, on Flowers Twitter a couple days ago, he just put out this little tweet that was like the picture of a ram with some like the bulging eyeball emojis with a question mark, meaning like Tar Heel fans, what's up? And then retweeted it himself a little while later and Like, if I'm being honest, that feels just more like an effort to get engagement rather than any kind of like, hey, what up, Tar Heels? I'm it, right? Like, we've seen this from recruits, so so don't read that tweet and um, get excited or like take that as like, oh, he's committing to North Carolina. It doesn't mean that at all. Here's where I'm wondering and I'm curious about what's going on because Carolina already has four commitments in the class of 2024, Elliot Cadeau, Ian Jackson, James Brown, right, and Drake Powell. And we also know that the Tar Heels have been pursuing heavily Jaron Stevenson, a power forward, to get him into the mix. And so, uh, like, I got to be honest, I don't expect Flowers to commit to the Tar Heels because of all that. Now, it's recruiting. It's high school athletes. And so anything could happen at any moment, right? You know what I mean? Like, so don't be surprised at all. If, if you see this commitment and he says, I'm going to be a Tar Heel, right? We thought everything was going to Kentucky for Ian Jackson. And then day of, you started to hear some noise moving in the opposite direction. So just, just keep your eyes out 
on this. For me, if I was picking right now, I would say he will go to Louisville. Would be a great get for Kenny Payne, who had a tough, tough year at Louisville, as we all know. And frankly, even beyond that, I think he will go to Louisville. It feels like a top three of Louisville, Creighton, and maybe Arkansas. With North Carolina and Kansas, the two blue bloods, more is just like window dressing on it. So, like, for example, he did an interview with The Athletic recently where he didn't even mention this top six. He said a top five. So those five that we've already named and Kansas wasn't included in that group. So it's hard to know, like I said, fluid situations. But here's another reason why it could potentially be North Carolina is there's all this possibility for reclassification, not just with the guys that Carolina already has, but with Trenton Flowers himself. Um, We know that Carolina at this point has three open scholarships for the class of 23, whether that's maybe somebody coming in from high school, whether it's Elliot Cadeau reclassifying, Ian Jackson reclassifying, maybe even someone like Trenton Flowers reclassifying. These are all possibilities. And of course, the transfer portal is part of that as well. But one of the great things about Flowers is he is an explosive small forward, an explosive wing. And that's something we've talked about literally this week on the show that Carolina would really benefit from is uh, like Pat Kilby put it the other day that Leaky Black might be the last of his brand that we see in Chapel Hill because Coach Davis will likely be looking for more scoring in the mold of like a Justin Jackson three or a Cam Johnson three, right? Um, That's more the role that Carolina will likely be looking for. And so I would like... Hear me say, I do not expect it to be North Carolina, but it wouldn't shock me. I've seen crazier things. So keep your eyes out for that. Trenton Flowers, again, 530 Eastern on the 247 Sports YouTube page. Picking between Alabama, Arkansas, Creighton, Louisville, uh, North Carolina, and Kansas. We will see. Obviously, if he commits to North Carolina, we will talk more about it. If not, best of luck to you, brother. We probably won't talk about him more on the show. Well, speaking of which, there are a lot more, a lot of question marks ahead on next year's roster, but two of Carolina's student athletes are already out of eligibility, and we want to salute them on their way out. We will do that in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Listen, the NCAA tournament is ongoing now. First day was yesterday. We had some crazy upsets. Princeton, woo, over Arizona. We had Furman uh, upsetting things like right out of the gate over Virginia. Yikes, poor Kihei Clark. One of the best passes in NCAA tournament history. One of the worst passes in NCAA tournament history. That's rough. Well, now's the time then to download the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three pointers drained. Make sure to check out all the great possibilities ahead of Friday's games in the NCAA tournament. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the opportunity to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn all about it. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
By the way, for those of you who are dialed in on the, on the NCAA tournament, even though the Tar Heels aren't in it, make sure you check out Locked on College Basketball with myself and Andy Patton, where we unpack everything going on in the world of college basketball, which, of course, right now is the NCAA tournament. Uh, we're talking about that just about every show. You can find it on YouTube and anywhere else you get podcasts. Okay. Leaky Black, Pete Nance. We know these guys are both out of eligibility and will not return next year. Still up in the air about Armando Baycott. But what I love to do on this show is always honor the people um, like on their way out, specifically those who are graduating. And so I want to honor Leaky today and Pete Nance. So if you've been tracking with the show, you know that earlier in the week, I asked people to send in maybe some stories or videos, just thanking these two guys for what they have done and meant to the university. Obviously, that's a little bit different for Leaky than Pete, but still, uh, Pete came and gave his last year to Carolina. And so we want to talk about that. By the way, just some final numbers for Leaky Black, because we've talked about that a lot this season. Goes down as the Tar Heel with the most games played in his career, 155. I know that he played five years. I get that. But still, the most in Carolina history, beating out Deion Thompson. Um, others have played five years. And so I know there's this whole conversation, do we put asterisks on these COVID years or what? But it, it's not what we're going to do. So Leakey finishes his career, 853 total points, 5.5 per game, shoots 40.1% from the field, 29.6 from three, although based on what he's done the last two years, I think Leakey is going to be, as he furthers his career, more of like a low to mid 30s three-point shooter. That's where he's been these past two years. 73.5% for his career from the free throw line, 730 rebounds, 334 assists, a career assist to turnover ratio of 1.9. He's got 92 total blocks and 166 steals. So, you know, multiple times this year, I've kind of put these thresholds out. Like Leaky Black is the only Tar Heel to have this combination of stats. So if we're going to put some more slightly arbitrary thresholds on it to allow for some nice round numbers, here's what how I would put it to end his career. Leaky Black is the only Tar Heel to score 850 points, make 75 threes, Grab 700 rebounds, 300 assists, 90 blocks, and 150 steals. No other Tar Heel has ever done that. You wish like, man, I wish you could have had 10 more blocks and 25 more made threes because then all six of those stat categories I just named would all be triple digits. That'd be a pretty cool thing. So anyway, people have sent in some very nice sentiments about Leakey and Pete, and I'd like to read a couple of those selections because I think they speak on behalf of the Carolina family. So a couple for Leaky here first, and then we will go to Pete. This first one comes in from Connor Hutchings, who's Nintendo nerd on YouTube. We're often interacting when we do live things and stuff like that. So thanks for sending this in, Connor. He says this, Leaky, you just bleed Tar Heel blue. For the five years you've been here through injury and mental health issues, you still gave it your all and really carved out a name for yourself at Carolina. The energy you exude on defense is unmatched and you are a great leader by example. I know this season didn't end how you expected or would have liked, but no one can ever take that run from last season away from you. You played more than a tremendous role in that, in turn played a huge role in one of my favorite Tar Heel seasons ever. I wish you nothing but the best in your basketball future. Leaky, 
You are a Tar Heel. Thanks for everything. Ah, man, that's a great note, Connor. Well said, brother. Thank you. And this one's from Becky Burgess. And she says this, for five years, Leaky has been my absolute favorite player. Sure, I love all the other players. I'm a Tar Heel fan. But I admire Leaky for his faithfulness, long arms, tenacity on defense, and being there when needed. I didn't send in a video, just the utmost admiration for him as a player and a person. And that's from Becky Burgess in West Jefferson, North Carolina. Thank you so much, Becky. And this one from Cody Hogard. I just want to take a minute to congratulate Leaky Black on becoming the all-time leader in games played in North Carolina history. This would be a historic accomplishment in any era, but especially with transfers and early entries into the NBA. I don't think this is a mark that will ever be broken, at least not anytime soon. I think he had a very strong commitment to the program, especially during these tough couple years, and I think he was very instrumental in helping Carolina make the deep run into the NCAA tournament last year, and so I thank him for that. That's a great message, Cody. Thank you so much. And then the final one here is actually a short video message for Leaky. This is from Jonathan Fox, one of our guys that interacts with the show a lot as well. Jonathan, thank you so much for sending this in. This is from his son, Maxton. Bye, Pete. Bye, Leaky. More miss you. Go Carolina. All right, Maxton, thank you so much, buddy, for sending in that video. Sometimes it doesn't need to be any more verbose than that, right? Just a succinct go Tar Heels. Well, also, several people sent in messages for Pete, and I want to share those. Uh, here's one from Connor, who Connor Hutchings, who sent one in for Leaky, and then one from Cody Hogard, also, who sent one in for uh, Leaky as well. So this is Connor's. He says, Pete, your Carolina career was not a long one, and I know it got cut shorter than you would have thought or liked. However, I want to thank you for using your last year of college eligibility to give this school a chance and be a Tar Heel. You gave your all, even though learning curves and even through, excuse me, learning curves and injuries. The shot against Ohio State to send the game to OT and the game-winning shot against Syracuse were two great memories and I will always remember you for. I'll also remember how crazy you became defensively, becoming a block machine by the end of the season. That is absolutely right. Well said, Connor. I hope you can make a spot in the NBA and I wish you luck in your future. Pete, you are a Tar Heel Thanks for everything. That's from Connor Hutchings. Connor, thank you so much. And then Cody says this, following what he said about Leakey. I also think Pete was very instrumental in keeping Carolina in most of the games this year, and he was the other big guy that could be counted on when Armando was taken out of the game, and he tried his very best to contribute in any way he could. I only got to see him play for one year, but I do hope that he gets a professional shot somewhere along the line, uh, somewhere along the line, because I think he is a person that you can build around, especially if you need a big guy. I know it, I know it was disappointing for him to not get into the NCAA tournament this year, especially with it being his final year. I just want to thank both of these guys, Leakey and Pete, for putting their heart and soul into the program and helping us win any way they could. And man, Thank you, Cody. That's great. So folks, I, I hope as you hear these messages, it just gives you warm memories about these guys. I know the season didn't end the way anyone would have liked to, but man, so many memories to cherish, even with Pete in this short time. And so to Leaky and to Pete, thank you on behalf of the Carolina family for everything you've done and everything you will continue to do as being part of this program. Now, if you're listening or watching and you wanted to get a message in, but you didn't get a chance to, and you want to celebrate either of these guys, 
send it on along. We'll get it into a later show. No reason the, the honoring of North Carolina guys has to stop now. And by the way, if Armando decides not to use his COVID year and come back, we'll do the same for him as well uh, whenever that news comes. Well, Coming up, our heels of the week, including me giving myself the bad heel of the week. That's right. I got to do that. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me and you want to do that without compromising taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built Bar because healthy is actually tasty. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in amazing flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie. Not sure how Built does it, but they taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Very few calories and sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get an order from Built.com. You can just go down to Sam's Club or Walmart and pick yourself up a box of them. <laughs> Little one at Walmart, massive one at Sam's Club. You won't be disappointed in Built Bar, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Network. All right, folks. Each Friday, we do a heel of the week. The yay, good heel of the week, and the, ugh, the bad heel of the week. And usually we start with the good and end with the bad, but today we're going to start with the bad because the bad heel of the week is me, Isaac Shade. That's right, because I want to offer an apology to Coach Jerry Stackhouse and to Coach Wes Miller. I believe it's extremely important in life to be able to admit when we were wrong and own it, and I need to do that and offer a mea culpa. On yesterday's show, I discussed Coach Stackhouse and Coach Miller in a way that instead of lifting up Coach Davis, before I did that, I tore these two Tar Heels down. My goal anytime I do these podcasts, anytime I talk about sports, is to celebrate the games, the people, the coaches, the players, the student athletes, whom we love and honor and cherish. And so on yesterday's show, what I wanted to do but failed to do was just simply say, why, why are we talking about firing Coach Davis? We shouldn't even be thinking about that yet. But in so doing, in my, in, in my desire to give an endorsement for Coach Davis, I negatively involved Coach Stackhouse and Coach Wes Miller in the crossfire. There was no need for either of them to take strays, but there they were because of how I handled that. And what I need to do and what I think we should all do is be able to find ways to encourage without having to tear down. I could have just said something like this. I hear people discussing other coaches they would rather see than Coach Davis, and I, I don't want to talk in those kind of conversations. What I did was set these guys against each other as though we can't celebrate all their success. Why can't we celebrate the success of Coach Davis and Coach Stackhouse and Coach Miller? That's not me, and that's not who I want to be or what I want to portray. So, interestingly, Coach Stackhouse sent me a DM on Twitter, just basically saying, uh, just wanting to talk about it. And I just want to say here publicly, Coach Stackhouse, I appreciate that so much that you were willing to come to me man to man to just say, hey, let's talk about this. And we had a very gracious exchange. He was very kind and gracious in how uh, he discussed it with me. And that means the world to me. And I already respected him. And that respect just went through the roof all the more. 
So Coach Stackhouse, Coach Miller, from me to you, I apologize and I was wrong and I'll be better. For all of you listening, I say the same to you too. If you've been with this show for any amount of time, you know that I like to be a positive person, an encouraging person. I'm going to speak directly and honestly, but I don't have to do that by tearing others down. And so to you, listeners, I'm sorry that I didn't honor the way I try to host this show. And I apologize to you. I was wrong. Hopefully we won't have more of those. But listen, when you talk five days a week for 30 minutes, it happens sometimes. So let's move from the bad heel of the week, this guy, to the good heel of the week. And boy, we get to celebrate women's lacrosse and their head coach, Jenny Levy. She earned her 400th career win a couple weeks ago, back on March 3rd, with a 16-5 win over number four in the nation, Boston College. And then on Thursday, she earned her 100th ACC victory with a 27-road victory over Louisville. And so, Coach Levy, congrats. You are our heel of the week for this great win on Thursday there at Louisville. And it's not just Coach Levy. It's this old team who is still number one in the nation, still undefeated, 7-0 at this point, including four of their seven wins being over top 12 opponents. They beat James Madison, number 12, 14-9. They beat Florida, number seven, 12 to five. Number four, Boston College, 16 to five. And number nine, Virginia, 17 to 12. And next up on Sunday, their very next game, they play at number three, Northwestern. So that's a massive matchup. Their eighth game of the season going for their already their fifth victory over a top 12 opponent. Best of luck to you ladies as you continue to run the gamut. Now, one final note before we get out of here today. Keep in mind, the women's basketball team opens their NCAA tournament play on Saturday. And they will play. It's just wrapped as we've been recording. Uh, St. John's versus Purdue. Carolina is going to play the winner of that. Purdue was leading as we started the podcast, but it's just gone final. St. John's comes back to win 66-64. to 64. And so North Carolina will be playing the Red Storm on Saturday at four on ESPN. The Boilermakers were favored by two in this game, uh, but St. John's came back and got that victory. Carolina is the sixth seed, so they'll be looking to win this game against St. John's and then move on to play, presumably, Ohio State there in Value City Arena on Monday. Carolina's going to have to do exactly what they did last year at Arizona, knocking off the host in their home arena to advance on to the Sweet 16. This is a veteran Carolina team that, once again, remember, is now getting to that point of being healthy again now that you've got Alyssa Utsby back in the lineup, now that you've got Eva Hodgson back in the lineup. And so we expect them to be rearing to go, kicking on all cylinders. You know they're ramping into high gear right now to get ready. They've been preparing for both St. John's and Purdue, but now they can focus all that attention on St. John's, and it will be awesome. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. That does it for this week. Please, if you would, leave a review of the show on Apple Reviews or anywhere else you leave reviews. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me at Isaac Shade. You can email the show, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. So many great emails coming in. Love to have all these conversations with you great folks. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Those have been going through the roof lately. Thank you. Please continue to join us. Smash the like button and comment on today's episode. And for your next listen, again, don't forget to check out our brand new podcast on the Locked On Network, Locked On College Basketball, where myself and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know from around the college basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and anywhere else you get podcasts.
Hey, thanks so much for joining me on Friday and for uh, allowing me to apologize and own up. Love that. I want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow? Nope, until Monday. Peace.